funny thing is men will post their girls and still be in, like cheaters. Yeah. <laughs> I, the amount of men that I've had in my DMs that are in relationships that I know are in relationships that I have to remind them, hey, you have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think a lot of us will entertain things, but I don't know. Are we as women or okay not even as women as people like what is the line what is the line where you're like okay I need to like tell someone about this because I've had girls I've had I've had men who have girlfriends try to talk to me and I'm always scared of the backlash towards me um so I don't know like what do you guys have ever struggle with that or like I don't know I think I'm really friendly and I have a lot of friends that are guys Oh my god, I'm so friendly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but I do have friends that are guys, but I feel like like I try to make it I don't know how to explain it. I think that so I grew up having a brother, so I'm not like shy around boys and stuff like that or shy in general. So I'm just a good talker. And I feel like there have been times where girls have been like I just you know when you can tell someone's like a little bit jealous or they're giving you that side eye like like, what are you mm-hmm. doing? And I feel like, I don't know, I just, like, I can notice that, and I kind of, like, will lay off maybe a bit, or, like, I'll have to think about it and be, like, am I actually doing anything wrong right now, or um, whatever, but I think, like, them going out of their way to message me, or, for example, like, sending, for example, not I'm not saying this happened, but sending, like, flame emojis to someone, or hard eye emojis at someone's story, you know what I mean? Like, if it's kind of like that, I just won't respond. Yeah. And then, like, I feel like entertaining it makes it worse. Yeah, I think there's definitely levels. And I feel like as someone who, if you're, like, taking on the identity, like, you're like, well, I know you have a girlfriend, but I'm still going to entertain this, and I'm not even going to call you out on it. Yeah. I still don't actually think it's the girl's, like, fault. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I still It's like, not. It's not at all. And it's, like, if you want to tell that the – in heteronormative terms, obviously, that's how we're mm-hmm. speaking, the girlfriend, that this guy is like, hitting you up, I think that's really nice of you. Do I think that it's, like, yeah. a moral it's, obligation? Yeah. It's not your responsibility. Not really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not in the relationship, right? Yeah, like, and it has nothing to do with you, to be When, honest. like, even yeah. with my ex and stuff, like, I would have some girls, like, talk to me about it and stuff, or, or if, like, I would never be mad at them, though. Like, like, I always would help, like, hold him accountable, obviously, but... Like, was it nice when they would say stuff? Yeah. And then if they weren't, I wasn't like, oh my God. Like, I'd be like, oh, interesting. The um, thing about men is that they're so dumb. Like, you don't realize that women have more loyalty to one another than we do to 100%. you. 100%. Like, why would I care to protect you when... And obviously, it's, like, on a continuum. If you're sending me, like, um, hard eyes, I don't really care. And I don't really think your girlfriend... Like, I don't, I don't know. But yeah. I'm just matching energy, right? So if you're, like, making the effort to, like, continuously talk to me, which I have had this reoccurring theme in my life where, like, men with girlfriends love me, like, for some reason. <laughs> um, so I've been in this situation, like, multiple times where I haven't known that they were, like, in a relationship or they've been shady about it. They've been tristy about mm-hmm. it. So do I think that it's their girlfriend's fault? No, but I, I do know certain situations where, like, the girl would fight me if I, like, told them. <laughs> so I'm, like... Yeah, and you know what's funny about my situation was that because it was completely consensual, regardless of them being like, okay, so when I first, uh, when we first hung out, I guess, or whatever, I uh, started with the DM, so they were like, by the way, I asked my primary partner, like, if we could hang out, they gave me, like, a green light, <laughs> we'll hang out, okay? I remember being like, okay, that sounds cool, 
But <laughs> what I fail to realize is like it actually has more to had more to do with moderating my own feelings than feeling anything about or them moderating their feelings. So for example, it was like, I constantly felt guilty and like constantly had their primary partners like face in my head. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I hope she wouldn't be upset that I'm like saying this or like that I'm doing this yeah. or whatever, because I think that we're kind of ingrained with this girl code of, you know, don't look, don't touch someone's boyfriend. And if mm -hmm. you do, like you're the one that's gonna get beat up in the rom-com, not the boyfriend. Like yeah. you're the one that's mm -hmm. gonna get canceled. <laughs> and so it's really hard to kind of get over that. and. Mm -hmm. It's like hard, especially in this situation, because um, they were polyamorous. Like they're two individuals, you know, it's unfair for me to see this person and automatically always just partner them with their primary partner all the time. And they're mm -hmm. not an individual person. Um, but it was so, it was, it was really interesting. And I couldn't like stop <laughs> thinking that. And I remember at one point, like went to their house and uh there was like a framed photo of them together and at this point it was like it was all fine like you know we're just talking hanging and uh the guilt was no longer in my mind and I like saw the photo and we're being like dude I'm with someone's boyfriend like <laughs> this is mm. someone's boyfriend I am going to hell like this is so <laughs> bad and but it, it doesn't but it didn't matter and then so then also another interaction was so we saw their primary partner, okay? And uh, it was like near the end of us hanging out and they were, they were like, oh, I hope you had a good time. And I remember thinking, wow, like how wow. admirable of you because like, I don't know if I could be that. Like, I don't know, like I, you actually, I actually don't know. Like I could be that, I could not be that. But it's just, it shows a lot of selflessness. And I remember seeing, like hearing her say that and feeling a lot better about the situation. Yeah. Now I actually see that you are okay with this. And I think for context as well, it's interesting because you met the primary partner before First. you met the, mm -hmm. the person that you were dating. So like, it's interesting because you knew them first. Yeah. And like, I feel, and they kind of like did me and Dina a favor. So there's like that sense of like friendliness, you know? And so it just like feels like in girl world for lack of better words like that is the biggest diss is to yeah. just like you're violating to, girl code yeah it's violating girl code and I just like yeah especially from the background that I came from like especially growing up in church like it was like don't even hug the boyfriend it's like don't even hug like I, I get him. uncomfortable yeah like yeah so it was like, like I could can not I, do can that. I hug him <laughs> like I don't even ask I just don't I'm like you can just Dude. handshake me especially in front of girlfriends like I'm like especially no, I'll girlfriends. Just, just whatever yeah yeah, and I think it's it's interesting because especially when you're a person like Kayla, who's very, very outgoing, or someone who, like me, who I'm like very uh, touchy, like I just love people and I want to give you a hug and I want to, yeah, you know, because I love you and you're this person <laughs> that I care about, especially yeah. when you're um, my friend and I don't have any other like ulterior motive, but you feel like yeah. you have to kind of police your behavior around the girlfriend. Because yeah. you're like, this person is gonna like hate me. So yeah. it's interesting, but yeah. Um, coming from the side chick's perspective, like cheating sucks and like it does affect this, the person that you cheated with as well. Mm -hmm. Like it's really shitty. It's a really shitty position to be in where you didn't know that you were causing someone else pain. 
And I think I mean, that's it hurts also from the main chick as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hurt <laughs> not together. To like, not to like detract from that, but yeah. Like, oh no, not at all. I was just relating I, and being like, same here. <laughs> yeah, and I I love stories where I hear like the main chick and the side chick like become friends or whatever. I was like, that's like amazing. But yeah, um, yeah. It's just like it sucks for everyone, and it makes everyone feel like shit, and it makes everyone feel like they're not worthy. So let's just, like, not cheat, guys. Let's just not yeah, cheat. Yeah, for real. But we have some submissions from Instagram. We made a, a question thing where we asked people to, like, give their experiences. One person said that they have been the side chick slash bro for many men experimenting with their sexuality. Mm. I saw a tweet the other day, and it was like, how are you homophobic but also hate women? And I was like, that's, like, 80% of men. It's yeah. all gay. <laughs> like period yeah this is just interesting <laughs> I feel like sexuality always is a spectrum and I feel like women are oftentimes given that lenience for like patriarchal reasons not saying it's positive mm-hmm. yeah but like they're kind of given that lenience where they're like okay I can experiment blah, blah blah whereas men it's like don't look don't touch you can't even hug your friends for too long and now you're gonna look sad <laughs> yeah so like <laughs> not look no homo <laughs> yeah no homo you know yeah. like they can't even say I love you it has to be I love you man I love you brother like it yeah yeah it's probably a lot of built-up tension and this it's, poor person is it's funny because like try, try. No, it's funny because a lot of male culture is very homoerotic. Like, it's just, like, you guys love each other so much. Like, you smack each other's asses in football. (laughs) You guys make whole fantasy football leagues on your Google Excel sheet, all with men. Huh? (laughs) Y'all are watching sports every day, all with men. Let's talk about it. Or to impress your male friends. I mean, because you like her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, men are so homosocial and, and love other men so much. So it's funny that they're, like... I don't know but also women like contribute to that too so I think like if you give your partner room to experiment with their sexuality make themselves make them feel comfortable because as women we we do oftentimes reinforce like heterosexism and like uh, mm-hmm. making men feel like they're less of a man or like making bi men feel like they're less manly because they like men as well mm-hmm. um so as women making sure that like if you're a straight heterosexual woman being like i would never ever date a bi man like you're fucked yeah well here's the thing do you guys watch uh love is blind yeah you watch love is blind so remember the episode when one of the men on the show yeah he was like revealing himself to the girl they had matched with on in the panels mm-hmm. in the show if you know how it works yeah um and he was like i have this huge secret and they were really stressing out now mind you they were really vibing like thus far yeah, they were like they were. engaged <laughs> he comes out that he's bi yeah, and she, ringing everything like, yeah he comes out that uh he's bi and she like it's like, I need to pray about it. I need time. You weren't honest with me. Like all these things. And I was like, girl, like no one, no one lied. He didn't even yeah. say you were straight. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just assumed. <laughs> when, when I watched it, I was kind of like, I obviously don't, like, I've never been in that situation. So I haven't been like, oh, I know exactly what I'll do. But just like thinking about it, I'm like, well, I feel like it, it probably took so much for him to even like say that. And I feel like her reaction was kind of kind of out there I'd say like obviously so she would be like okay yeah I'm like how would I explain this I was surprised by this like it took it like took her off guard right but at the same time like would it have really mattered 
I think a lot of heterosexual women will mask their biphobia by being like, well, he's going to cheat on me with a man. There's so many more options. So I think that's like another issue in and of itself. But yeah, not giving your partner um, that leniency is an issue. But yeah, that's an interesting one because this is a gay man that submitted that um, saying Mm -hmm. being the side chick bro for many men experimenting with their sexuality. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one said... Ha ha ha, I've been all three. They've been the side chick, the cheat the one cheated on, and the cheater. So at that point you should just be nominog. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. There's a lot to I wonder if they sent us a, a little more lengthy DM. I was gonna say, yeah, I kinda wanna know the deeds. I almost wish that we had someone who like cheated because I would love to hear their rationale. Should I have brought my ass about? We should have asked them. Um, Um, And we had another submission from someone that said, Hi, frequent and current side chick. Last year, I went to a wedding where I had hooked up with two of the guys on the bachelorette slash bachelor party a month earlier and then met both of their long-term girlfriends at the wedding. Also currently still dirty talk slash sexed with a guy friend who lives in Montreal with his girlfriend. I met her at Christmas, but basically he comes home mostly without her, so we hook up when he's home. Sad face. That's intense. That's rough, yeah. I feel like sometimes there is... How do you get out of the side chick bump? Yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like there's comfort in being a side chick. It almost feels like this secret that you're sharing with this person at the expense (laughs) of another person. But what, like, what level of accountability does the side chick have? I feel Um. like... For this case, though, I don't know if I believe that this person has, like, an insane accountability to every single person they've affected, more so than to themselves. Like, this doesn't sound, like, good for themselves. Yeah, like, yeah. If I were their friend, I'd be like, I think it's, like, this is, like, you need to, like, chill out and, like, you need to, like, reevaluate why you keep getting yourself in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, understandably, every context is different. I don't think that every side chick is a victim to, like low self-esteem or anything of that nature but like mm-hmm. it sounds like something that's like almost you're gravitated towards which I think is toxic yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds very toxic and the person did say all three I've been all three and it's made all my relationships toxic as fuck so yeah. they have been they've experienced everything um in yeah. terms of like they've been cheated on they've been a side chick so um interesting Another one says, X started dating best friend, literally the girl who he told me not to worry about a week after we broke up. It's always the girl that you told me not to worry about. It's so like, sketch. Yeah. It's so sketch. Well, like. That would even, break me. <laughs> even, so, so it hasn't happened, like, for my friends or anything, but I would see, like, certain names pop up or whatever on, um, like, my ex's phone, and it would be like, oh, don't worry about it. And then. Maybe I should have been worried. That's what I'm going to say, you know? So, um, yeah. I feel like <laughs> it's so it's so hard to, like, believe people in that, in that case, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone has also said, uh, my dad was a serial cheater, and I only understood after he died. There was a lot to unpack. So experiencing infidelity at, with one of your parents, that's really interesting, actually, mm-hmm. to think about. What do you guys think? I mean, that was looking my dad, but not serial, but like looking my dad. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I don't even like even now, like I don't fathom it. 
Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the situation still. Um, mm-hmm. The person also followed up in regards to the Jaden Well thing and said, I think that for some relationships, cheating is a reality, whether or not your relationship survives the cheating. My dad was a serial cheater, ex-wife, my mom, his girlfriend's post-divorce too, but it didn't make him any less of a father. It took me a long time to accept what I learned about his affairs, but in the end, my dad was a great father and managed to repair co-parenting relationships with my mother and the mother of my siblings. I yeah, say, well, I mean, I, I think feel like the fact that, like, just because you cheat in a relationship, that doesn't make you a bad person. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that a parent cheating uh, makes them a bad like parent by any means. I think that just means the situation wasn't good, and you failed to communicate that to your partner. Yeah, yeah. But if you're a serial cheater, does that just mean that you should not be a monogamist? I think, yeah, dude. I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I have had, I have an uncle who's had, like, I'm not even kidding you, like, 10 weddings. I've been the flower girl to, like, two of his weddings. Like, it's insane. And, I mean, to my (laughs) recollection, they have never cheated. Yeah. But it's just, like, at what point do you just throw in the towel? Like, yeah, yeah, like, let's wrap it up, baby. Or do you think, yeah, do you think that they're, like, okay, well, this time will be better. Like, this time will be better, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if I'm at the point where I'm, like, on my, like, eighth marriage, it's, like, maybe this is just not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, that's so expensive, too. Like, getting a divorce is so expensive. Yeah. Why are you still getting married? Like, just exactly. be in a partnership with someone. Yeah. I'm never getting married, but, I mean, that's, like, my, my own issue. <laughs> <laughs> like, not legally, at least. Yeah. Um, okay. So, this is the last one that I'm going to read. This one's long, um, but this is, like, a lot. So. I have been cheated on by my current boyfriend. It wasn't physical or emotional cheating as he never had sex or caught feelings. However, he was definitely stepping out by being on dating apps, asking girls questions he shouldn't be, never having the intention of cheating, but acting as if he would link up. He had a broken leg at the time, so literally wouldn't be going anywhere, LOL. When I found out and confronted him, he said it was because he was bored. I felt humiliated, blindsided, stupid, and not enough. Most people will hear my story and judge me for staying with him. I gave him one last chance to do right by me. We decided to stay closer together than ever because after lots of conversation, he assured me it wasn't because I wasn't enough or wasn't doing enough. It was an issue with him self-sabotaging a good thing. He might not have deserved the second chance, but it's been more, but he's been more than an exemplary boyfriend since. We came out stronger and trust was rebuilt. I was hella mad, so it wasn't easy at all. It took months and complete transparency on his and my side. We decided we needed to be closer than ever for it to work. I knew all his passwords, but only for the sake of opening up that trust to check. I've never checked his phone, email, Facebook, etc. ever since. I decided if I was going to forgive him, it meant taking the risk that he would wrong me. If I wanted to trust him again, I had to act like it until I did. If he did cheat again, I knew it meant I had to walk out. I was ready to do that as as much as it hurt to know. It was hella hard. I had very bad anxiety for a long time, but we got through it. I feel secure, loved, and safe in the relationship again. It took about a year of working together to get here. We had to set lots of rules and boundaries and lots of work, but that's why I chose him when I forgave him. I felt in my gut that it was the right decision for us and it worked out. Anyways, that's my story. People wouldn't think it happen looking at us but everyone has their shit to deal with don't think perfect couples are perfect they're not shit takes work and sometimes there's heartache Mm -hmm. so that's a lot honestly good for her Mm -hmm. because she's in love right 
Um, I don't think cheating means that your relationship is over necessarily, right? You can work through it. But I think, I don't know, like, he said he was bored. Yeah. Like, what, I don't, like, bored. That's, like, that's literally the only thing I was thinking about. I was, like, that's so interesting. I was just bored. And it kind of, like, her story a little bit kind of sounded like mine and, like, my ex's relationship because I did, like, look past, um, him cheating and stuff at the time and and like we worked through it and stuff like that and I I think this part is interesting where she says it wasn't because I wasn't enough or wasn't doing enough it Mm -hmm. was an issue with him self-sabotaging a good thing yeah and I think that is funny to hear um just because I think I hear that a lot you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and I, I think men use it a lot as a justification for cheating and in my scenario I think that the guy said that and he was like well you're too good for me and I just I I I never know how to deal with a good thing and I think it's very much a lack of accountability which I feel really uncomfortable with like like I get self-sabotage it happens but yeah I just feel like a lot of the times when people talk about cheating they really don't take accountability for their actions and how they've hurt yeah. other people not to say that this is for this situation because I think she said you know, it was really hard. It took months. Yeah. It took um, a lot of transparency. I think it's interesting that they like shared each other's passwords. I don't think I would ever do that, to be quite honest. But I used to never do that. I'm just like, <laughs> like there's nothing you can go through my phone, and honestly, there's like nothing bad in it. Yeah. Like my like everyone I know in my life knows my phone password, but it's like if you actually go through it that's like another I don't know it's weird mm-hmm. I just feel like you you don't trust that person if you're yeah. gonna do that mm-hmm. you don't trust them to not hurt you yeah that was yeah that's intense I also feel like I mean obviously I think all situations are different so I don't particularly think that people who like go through cheating in these hardships are better than those who've decided to break up and I feel like that's yeah. maybe the one thing that kind of ties back to the Jaden Will Smith thing it's like you know unconditional love you have to go through some shit to really know which I can mm-hmm. agree to a certain extent and I mean their prerogative was to stay together after cheating and that's great but I don't think that that makes you less loyal or less strong mm-hmm. for breaking up with someone who did do that mm-hmm. you know I think like whatever outcome like works best for you is good yeah and yeah. it's definitely, like, a comfort thing. and Like, a comfort thing for, like, the person themselves. Like, are they going to be comfortable with doing that and stuff like that? And then also, like, communication. Like, it just sounds like they had such good communication after the fact. Yeah. And, like, they really worked through it together. And just from, like, hearing, like, other experiences and stuff like that of people who have tried to, like, um, move past that, like, it's always been like the girl like really working okay maybe not always like it could be the other way but the girl really working for it and then the guy being like oh like why are you still dwelling on that like that already happened in the past I thought we're gonna move on but not actually like helping to like move on from that you know like not Mm -hmm. being transparent yeah and especially if you want to stay together after Uh, infidelity you're gonna have to realize that there is gonna be a lot of mistrust at the beginning and there's gonna be a Mm -hmm. lot of insecurity Mm -hmm. because of -hmm. what happened right so I think it was really good that she brought that up but yeah I just think like it's your prerogative it's your choice whatever suits you but then it's like when women choose to stay and they get cheated on again they're almost blamed 
Um, yeah. It's like, you knew, like you knew yeah. you should have yeah. just left him where it's like, mm-hmm. that's not an excuse. Like you shouldn't have, like, that's still, the onus is still on the person who cheated. Yeah. 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 So, like, it's not, it's no one else's, it's not the person who got cheated on's fault. Yeah. Love is weird. And yeah, like, love makes you do crazy stuff, Especially with right? the connection thing that we kind of spoke about, where, like, if you genuinely, like, don't know if you'll be able to connect with someone else again, like, I wouldn't blame someone for staying with someone who treats them badly or treats them repeatedly, because it's, like, if you really, like, you know, love makes you think really weird. Like, when I have a crush on someone, guys, like, I'm so delusional. Like, I can't <laughs> imagine, like, having a reciprocal relationship with someone. Like, if yeah. I really believe that this person connects with me, like, there might be things that I might compromise because I'm just like, I might not find this again. Like I might, yeah, you know, yeah. or I, like in your mind in that time frame, you're like, I might not find this again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing with, with staying with someone is you feel like they're your person and they're your one soulmate or your one yeah. connection. I don't know. Like, I don't think my soulmate would cheat on me. Yeah, that's true. That's what we're, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, do you think that'll also be like, like right person, wrong time? Like, maybe you're, like, speaking, like, oh, like, you're too busy at this time, so, like, you're not giving them what they need at this time, but you're so busy, but in the future, maybe you won't be busy, and maybe you guys will, like, reconnect and yeah and be better for each other, could I say that? I think that's just, like, indicative of, like, a lot, a breakdown in communication, right? And yeah. it takes a lot of self-awareness at the beginning of a relationship to be, like, and I know it's, like, red flag, like, oh, this person's psychotic when they're <laughs> asking me on the first date, what are you looking for? But, like, it's true. Like, what are you looking for? I love that. That should even be on the app, baby. That, it yeah. is on the, it is, it's on Bumble. It's, like, what, yeah, are, you like, what are you looking for? Do you want for? a relationship? And if you're not in the space to, like, give someone a relationship and what they want like you have to be very explicit with what yeah, you want be honest. Mm-hmm. and I think that's where that breakdown comes of like because yeah you can have feel a really really strong connection with someone but they're not they're moving across the country or they're you know there's so many different yeah, factors yeah. where you're like okay we're not going to be in a relationship right now that's okay you might always have this person think mm-hmm. about them but I just like it's not a lost relationship if you don't end up together for the long haul and I think that's where people are like well if it's not like if you're not dating to marry then why are you dating and it's like people date for like a variety of reasons and um it's not just to like end up with someone for the rest of their life yeah anyway okay so we have reached the end of the episode we've been talking for so long this episode is going to be released in two parts um so look out for that uh, we will plug all of our socials and if there's anything you want to plug, girl, Kayla, girl, mm. I don't know. Not a plug, but shout out to Andrew and Guanse. He's your guys' number one fan. Period, period, <laughs> period. We just followed you back. Um, if you're Retweet's number one fan, let okay. us know. And, you know, especially if we don't follow you back, I'm sorry. Like, I don't even, it's going to be hard. But anyways, <laughs> Blow us up on Instagram. I read you podcast. Should you guys do, um, should you guys do uh, a meet and greet? Share a post. Honestly, guys, do people want us to go on IG Live? Because I feel like that's fun. That'd be so fun. Like it's so embarrassing when you're on IG Live and no one's on it. And you're like, okay, yeah. it's just me staring at myself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just like follow us on Instagram. Thank you. Period. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.